All right, good morning, listeners, and uh, thank you to Earth Matters. Uh, welcome to this week's news from the drug war front. My name is Jeff. My co presenter is Marion. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jeffrey. Good morning, my darlings. How are we all? It's pissing down right outside. You don't want to go anywhere but sit and listen no. to news from the drug war front. Indeed. Because we're here to tell you all the news and that's we worth have hearing the extra about, the new, about the war on the drugs that we love. We have extra and voices too. Um, we do. We We've got company. Louise, who's uh, a karma peer worker, peer support worker, and also Bryce. Good morning to both of you, and thanks for coming in. Morning. Morning. <laughs> morning. Um, they say quietly and gently. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. Just morning. very sweet. <laughs> and we've got a visiting non non speaking part. Good morning, Connor. Taking a few morning, um, Connor. images, which is really. Um, Really He's doing a project, actually. Yeah. It's really interesting. Hopefully, a little bit later on, if we've got time, we might be able to chat about yeah. it. Yeah, awesome. But anyway, let's well, first see what off, happens. happy International Women's Day, I think. Yes, the first we've got thing. a song Yay. for that. Which one do you think it might be, gang? I was I hoping you'd bring Iron Woman. And you did. <laughs> yeah. so. Oh, hello, Mary. I, sh- I have to say, Mary's rescued me this morning, got me out of the water. Thank you, Mary, darling. Good morning to you. Well, thank you, Mary. All right. Um, some of the uh, stories, obviously, we're focusing, focusing on 2022 International Women's Day, but um, the show is brought to you by Karma, the Canberra Alliance for Home Minimisation and Advocacy, which is Karma's peer-based drug users organisation. As I said, the focus of the show today will be on International Women's Day and the impact of prohibition on uh, women. And we will draw on the global mapping of harm reduction services for women who use drugs that has been developed by the Women and Harm Reduction International Network, or WIRIN, um, and thanks to Ruth Bergen for, at the last minute, sending me a copy of their... And Ruth has done such a lot of work internationally from her place in Indonesia. She the has. The amount of information that she, and, and the projects that she does, just amazing. She's been around for ages, let's face it, and really quite a... Um, unrenowned person, you know. She doesn't sort of promote herself, but her projects have been phenomenal. She gets the job done. Yeah, she sure do. Well, look, I've only scanned through this um, 18-page report. Um, it's subheaded, with the gender lens, we see women who use drugs are inadequately served, and I think that's uh, undeniable. Yeah. And it sort and of goes through different parts of the world. Understated. Tries mm. to um, give some sense of whether there are services that are tailored towards women specifically, what are their quality, um, how are women treated by, yeah. you know, bureaucracies. And, yeah. Um, and I think it can be developed upon as time goes by. Definitely. So could be yeah. a really good resource. So thank you very well, much, Well, and Ruth. that's what Louise is here for. She's going to actually let us know about the project she's working on, which is all about women. Indeed and women she with is. children, with or without children in particular. Yeah. And so, even better, she's going to talk about it with an inclusion of her personal experiences, which I think helps um, people to understand um, how negative the impact can be. Yeah, most definitely. Oh, yeah, um, so and demoralising. Not only that, but it's a memorial project in, in memoriam of our lovely Jude Byrne. Well, that's whose right. anniversary of her death was just two days ago, two days mm. before International Women's, Women's Day, Day, so it's really quite appropriate. Yeah, and there was an outpouring of love and remembrance over the weekend for Jude, yeah, which and really touched my heart. Yeah. Funny, isn't it? Because you think after a year that people forget we are so casual sometimes mm. about life. Yeah. and But Jude's really affected people internationally, all over the world, one, you know, one at a time and sometimes en masse. So it's lovely to know that people are still remembering her and still dedicating um, bits of, of the website to her. Yeah, she made I, an impact, that is well, for sure. Oh, she surely did. I'll quickly tell people about Karma, I think, yeah, because Karma provide, presents this show and provides a wide range of services such as advocacy, tri- peer treatment support, peer education, creative arts, mentoring and referrals. Above all, Karma and the Connection 
are harm reduction services. The, client, uh, the connection is Canberra's peer-based drug and alcohol service for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander clients. Karma and the Connection are co-located in the Bill Conlon Churches Centre at Shop 17, Level 154, Benjamin Way. The drop-in centre is open again. Hooray! Yay. And the hours are 10am <laughs> to 4pm. Well, we can't assume COVID's gone, but at least we can come back together and see each other in person. And still of just be COVID aware. And absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, the telephone number is 62533643. For those of you who don't know, it's still a good idea to ring up to make an appointment yes. so that if Definitely. a lot of people want to come all at once, then not well, even if more than one or two people wants to come at the same time, we can make appointments in places that are not in the office yeah. and are away from, I guess, the central hub so that we're not crowding and we can be COVID safe. We can be mm. separate from each other. So Karma can assist people with a wide range of services, including ad uh, advice and advocacy around opioid maintenance treatments such as methadone, suboxone and injectable buprenorphine implants, accessing treatment for hep C, helping people to cope with and overcome the impact of stigma and discrimination directed towards illicit drug users by the mainstream media and by a lot of people, I might add, mm -hmm. helping people to detox, <coughs> or, sorry, to access detox, rehab and other treatment circles. So we do do referrals to people who do want to give up drugs. Mm -hmm. Karma offers walk-in uh, clinic with doctor, nurse in attendance from 10am to 2pm every Wednesday. Karma oh, offers peer education workshops, including opioid overdose management, and that reminds me, Dave has told me, I in fact has sent Jeffrey um, an email saying it'll be restarting overdose management and naloxone training in two weeks' time. The first workshop will be held at the Uniting Care Early Morning Centre. That's on Northbourne Avenue, for those of you who don't know, in Civic on Tuesday the 22nd of March at 2pm. Places are limited, so to book a place, either call Karma on 62533643 and ask to speak to Dave or Damo, or you can visit the Early Morning Centre in person and book a place with the staff there. Workshop participants are trained to recognise the risk factors and symptoms of opioid overdose and are shown how to respond to an overdose using naloxone, which I think everybody should carry. I always mm. carry two. One to give to other people and one to use for myself if I need them. And if I give one away, I just go and get another one, mm -hmm. stick it on my bag. And it's not illegal to carry naloxone. No. And there's nothing and there worse than being caught short. there's nothing discriminatory about carrying naloxone. No. But I think everyone should have it, whether you use or you think you don't know anybody who uses opioids. You will know how to recognise an overdose. And... If you use naloxone on somebody who hasn't actually had an overdose, it's not going to hurt them. Mm. Mm. doesn't do anything except reverse, intervene in the effects of opioid That's overdose. Right. does nothing else. Yep. Okay, so if you want to uh, take home naloxone but you're unable to attend group workshops, you can call or visit Karma to arrange a uh, brief intervention where you'll be shown how to use naloxone to reverse overdose and supplied with one or more take-home naloxone kits. Either way, if you use opioids or if you have friends and family who do, then you really should get your hands on this life-saving service. Absolutely. So, yep. Hear, hear. Okay, um, news from the Drug War Front reports on news stories um, that are relevant to illicit drug users from Australia and around the world, as regular listeners will know. Many of the articles featured in this program come from other sources, including the mainstream media. Um, the contents of this broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of karma in the connection. Karma does not condone nor condemn drug use, and we, we do not promote illegal activity. However, we recognise that drug use happens and will continue to happen regardless of laws and UN conventions. As such, Karma focuses on harm reduction messages, drug treatment support services, advocacy and community development. We seek to reduce the harms associated with drug use and its criminalisation through the provision of programs that foster community development and the delivery of person-centred holistic health care. Uh, Karma advocates for equity of health service delivery for all people. And <clears throat> as I usually say each week, 
that shouldn't be too much to us. Yeah. Mm. And we should send a shout out to all our friends in Ukraine who are suffering so much at the moment. Oh, I've been a really distressing piece on Facebook about people who are on methadone in um, parts of Ukraine. Yeah, in the Crimea, didn't you? Well, they lost. They just lost. The Russians just stopped it as soon as they took over Crimea. It was it. They don't believe in um, opioid substitution treatment. Someone should bomb Putin. And they think harm reduction is like some liberal plot. From the west mm. to undermine, I don't know what. Oh, look, and the you know three thousand people, I think they've um, jailed for maybe for protesting. they've made it illegal to disagree, to disagree. with mm. I mean, what is that? Mm. Illegal to disagree with somebody, <clears throat> even if you've got an asshole for a prime minister like we have. At least you can still so disagree you can with say him. It. <laughs> That's true. God, but it was really scary. To um, just you could just feel the visceral it's still fear. Scary. I feel. Yeah. I, as I have said a couple of times, you know, I just wouldn't have a kid these days because no. I'm afraid of what they're going to be confronted with. Yeah. Well, and you know, we've just about demolished the planet. We're working on demolishing various populations within the planet, and you know, Mother Nature has been yeah. so has Under been saying so to long. us, you know, yeah. okay, had enough of that. Yeah. Let's have one, two, three, half a dozen volcanoes. Let's have some floods. Mm-hmm. Let's have some, some famine. Let's have some yeah. pestilence. You know, let's. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't we been listening. Really have Oh, We've ignored boy. their advice. It's not like we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And we, it's not like we haven't been told. No. Yeah. Just no, some it's... people do not listen. And some people are more interested in a quick buck, you know, from yeah. the coal industry or whatever. Yeah, and you look at what we're doing and talk about quick bucks. How many bucks do you make out of doing, using or selling illicit drugs? Oh, yeah. I mean, huge you amount. can exchange, you can. You can operate a war. You can overtake a country yeah. on the, the on the guns that you get in exchange for the uh, on heroin, in exchange for heroin provision or marijuana. Still, yeah, yeah? yeah. just uh, and that's just horrendous. There's a long history of um, drug trafficking being used to fund insurgencies, guerrilla yeah. campaigns, all, all over the world. Yeah. in little places like Bougainville. Yeah. where they were swapping guns for marijuana, yeah. yeah, and in Afghanistan where they are still not providing services but still, still providing growing opium heroin. And selling it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The FARC uh, in Colombia um, with cocaine sales. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a global failure of epic proportions. But Absolutely, we just keep and has been acknowledged as such for such a long time. Yeah. And yet nobody takes nobody any takes, notice no, of it. Yeah. It just rolls on. Regardless, the only way to get rid of something like a war on drugs is to stop the war. Yeah, don't make yeah. it a war anymore. Yeah, that's right. Just mm. allow the drugs to be available. Well, what gets me? It's a war on your own people. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. and and it's a you know the with the range of drugs that are illegal and the types of drugs that are currently. The law is running to catch up yeah, with, yeah, 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 which I can't yeah. do. You just, you know, it's, change one molecule of a particular drug and suddenly it's no longer illegal. It's a futile exercise. What are they doing? What are we doing to our young people, you know? Yeah. Where are all the young people apart from the ones in here in, <laughs> with us who are peer education <laughs> workers? You know, what? where are the young people? Who need to be looking after each other. Yeah. And I look at International Women's Day and I think, you know, women don't need men to beat each other up because they do it to each other. Mm, and yeah. I, don't, I, I can't respect that. No. So come on, women. Yeah, violence against women. Get yourselves together. Is, Love is each other. Serious don't just, problem. you know, think that the only person in your life is a man <laughs> and... Yeah, just I on another point, I really enjoyed the uh, Mardi Gras coverage the other yeah, day. Yeah, Avil was in it. Avil was a, in it. Yeah, I was really stunned to see that. That was really cool. Yeah. It was gorgeous, wasn't it? And it was a positive mm. experience. I and thought, it should yeah. be. It, it should, should be, be positive yeah. for yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah it wasn't. Definitely. It wasn't. No, no, it wasn't an exclusive thing. It wasn't just sort about of, gay and lesbian. Yeah. it was about everybody. It was inclusion and that's celebration. Great. Yeah. Yep. Celebrating the diversity of people, yeah. yeah. No, that was that was, was one fabulous. of the, the best things I've seen in a long time. Anyway, look, let's get to our first song. I'm yeah, glad yeah. you brought Helen Reddy in. It, yes. It has to be played. It's Poor old be. Helen. I didn't bring her in person. I'm sorry, <laughs> gang. So don't bother <laughs> raiding into the station trying to get an autograph. She's dead. We still have <laughs> her voice <laughs> and her classic. So we do have some songs. I Am Woman. Of course. So we'll go to Helen Reddy. 
All right, that was the classic uh, I Am Woman. That was delightful. It stands up really well for being 50 years old. It was Oh, uh, absolutely. And we were all singing along yeah, in the studio. Um, <laughs> you can't not sing that song. You know, it song. is the thing that got me going when I was a, I was a little I was a tuck, a little tacker, yeah. I really comparatively 69 years ago. It had a powerful effect, didn't it? It really did. And and uh, and it there was does. a lot of propaganda at that time that mm. really made me think that she was actually that she didn't write that song, that it was actually her husband that there was, was producing There was a lot of stuff there. So it was like there was a real battle. The response to that was, no, women are not, it's not, Helen Reddy is not that strong woman. She says she mm. is. And okay. I was yeah. really confused by yeah. that because I was really, I felt empowered by it and I felt like it was a great song. So I was really confused when I heard that it was really all about her husband, Jeff, or whatever his yeah. name was. So, you know, anyway, not we good. know it's not. It was actually her and she wrote some fabulous songs yeah. and had a great career. Really proud of yeah. that one. And yeah. It's yeah. a classic. All right, Louise. Um, I think we'll just start off in a just a conversation. Perhaps you could talk a little bit about your personal experience with um, CYPS and yeah, sure, uh, yeah. yeah. So and um, the project and the project, well. of yeah. course, yeah. Um, so I guess you know my journey led me to um, you know I had a really long um, battle, I guess you could say, with with drugs when I was um, younger and then into my adult years and. You know, with my struggles were methamphetamine and, and heroin use. And um, with that, my uh, son was taken into care by Care and Protection. He was removed Because from, you were a drug user. Of course, yeah. You, so you couldn't possibly be a pair, good no, parent. No, I wasn't a good parent, Strange obviously. That, yeah. And it's, you know, it was how it happened was really traumatic too. It wasn't like there was any early intervention or it wasn't like there was any... Um, you know, looking at my parenting, was it was it the just response of a complaint. Yes, in the beginning, okay. it was an a anonymous complaint. An anonymous complaint. Yep. How do people take that? You know, how yeah. does the government take that as reality? Reality. When in any other, in <laughs> in any other circumstance, an anonymous complaint wouldn't be taken. I don't know with the coppers, maybe, but yep. an anonymous complaint would not be used. Yeah, and it's you. and it's sort of like you know, I had to. You know, CYPS came into my life and I had to start doing urines and I produced four dirty urines and then, you know, a week later they came in and, and took my son, who at the time was only five weeks old. Um, Did they bring police? Yeah, two paddy wagons. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, because I had a partner at the time who was also a user, so I guess they wanted to, you know, they Make were sure. unsure of how we would respond. I mean, how are you going to respond in that situation? Mm, angrily, I would think. Yeah, yeah, so, well, you know, you, you would think, but you just feel so powerless when yeah. it happens. You've got, you know, paddy wagons out the front. You've got these people telling you that you're not a good parent and that your child's at risk of harm. And I, mm. yeah, I... Yeah, that was probably some of my darkest days. And, you know, I did what I needed to to have him return to my care. And then um, once he was returning to my care after about a year, I relapsed because we all know that you know, what it's, happens. It's ha yeah. it happens. And um, so he was taken a second time. And the second time that he was taken, I was um, I was told that there would be no hope of restoration. How, how old was he then? He would have been three at the time. Yeah. Um. So he... I was told there was no hope of restoration and that he was going to be fostered out. And, um, you know, at that time I just jumped through hoops and did what I had to do to get him back. And I feel that, you know, I wasn't given a choice. And we feel like puppets, yeah, don't we? Oh, feel totally like a puppet? puppets. And it's, when you say jump through hoops, that's actually what you do. That's what exactly yeah. what you do. You know, you really have to become what they want you to yep. be. Yep. Um, you have no choice. Yep. So I was forced, so to speak, into into rehab. No, no, I don't, no forced is yeah, the word. Forced the into, it's true. Yeah, forced into rehab, which I had to go to. Otherwise, I wouldn't have, have wouldn't have him back in my care, and and I did it. So, yeah. um, I I went to a 
a rehab facility in the ACT here. Um, I had to come from Sydney to the ACT. My son at the time was in care in New South Wales. So oh, no, even so navigating, no, not for the first three months. He must have been so confused. Yeah, he was confused. And it's, what's really sad now is he, you know, he's six now and thank God he's back in my care and he lives with me in Canberra and he's a beautiful, healthy, um, really cool little boy. But sometimes when we're driving in the car and he'll say to me, um, Mummy, are they going to come and take me again? Yeah, and and okay. it's really hard to explain to a six-year-old. I have to say to him, they won't take... Because I think he thinks they took him because he was bad. Yes. And I have yeah, to yeah, yeah, it's often say it was because of mummy. Yeah, mummy they was, are the centre of the world. Yeah. They are the centre of their world. Yeah. Yeah, not and you. No, exactly. And, like, sometimes, you know, it breaks my heart when he says, Mummy, I used to cry for you every night and... <sighs> You know, so... And, of course, you did exactly the same, but you can't say that. No. Of course, I was there too, darling, yeah. crying about you. Of course, and, you know, I mean, he's starting to remember more now that he's getting that little bit older and he's starting to be able to tell me what it was like for him because, you know... Um, and the sad thing is I can't tell him what it was like for me at the moment because no. he's just not old enough to comprehend no, 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 any no. of that. And, and to be honest, I still have them in my life. You know, I, I do have care orders and, you know, things are really strict. And um, But that's okay. He lives with me and, um, you know, and I think that's why, like, I really love Karma as an organisation because there I'm a peer worker. Yeah. I have the lived experience. Um and with all of the programs and projects that we've got going on, I'm able to give back to other women who may be in the same situation or coming up to the same situation. Yep. Yeah, so... Can I just ask you, does he have an image of what a person who is coming to take him away looks like? Do you know? He Well, he does. So we have a caseworker at the moment, so yeah. he knows that that caseworker... Could. When they come, he has to be like on his best behaviour, and he knows that mummy is always going to. So gonna... even at six, he's jumping through hoops. Yeah, already. Yeah, mm. he totally knows, and I'm really honest with my son. His father passed away when I was in rehab, so it's just me and him. And you know, I've had to, you know, tell him at six that that's what happened, and you know, even I say to him. A lot of the time, like, it wasn't you. Mummy was being naughty. And he's like, why, what were you doing? And I'm like, and you know, it's okay. that's the horror of okay. it. Yeah, mummy was using drugs. Yeah. That doesn't make mummy a bad person. Person, yeah. yeah. And I've kind of had that conversation with him because I'm really honest with my son. Like, he knows that, pe he thinks, I should say, he thinks that people that take drugs are bad people. But then I've also had a conversation where I've said to him, not all people that take drugs are bad people, you know. They have trauma. They have, you know, back intergenerational trauma. They have a back history that you don't know about and, you know, very child appropriately. They all have a story. They yeah. all have Everyone a story. Everyone has a story. Yeah. Jeffrey, there's a song on Helen, um, there's a song on that album called You and Me Against the World. Which okay. might actually be appropriate for the end of Helen, at the end of Louise's um, yeah. piece. Yeah. So I just wanted to talk about um, obviously the Jude Byrne War Memorial um, War Memorial women, <laughs> Memorial <laughs> Women's Support Group That's that we have <laughs> that we have coming up. Um, so we've got a it's a great project that Karma has started is starting and it's um, a women's support group for ladies that have either CYPS involvement, so they've either had the child removed or are at risk of having their child mm. remove, removed or children, or children. yeah, because yeah, I, yeah, children definitely. Um, so that'll be run uh, for over a four-week period. Yeah. Um, there'll be some arts and craft component to it. There'll be some educational stuff around how to navigate your way through, like, CYPS. And, and is it part of the hoops? Can it, is it being included as part of the hoops? Like, I don't, I don't mean to be disparaging of it, but... It, as CYPS, seeing it as part of the how to be a good parent. Uh, to be honest, I, at the moment, probably not, but that's what we're looking forward to, to moving, long, to, moving towards. Run. And I Great. guess when you're dealing with any organisation, in, in particular CYPS, the more engagement you have around mm. 
the issues that they feel are prominent, then the better. So yeah. you will get a certificate at the end of it to say that you've engaged for the four weeks. Um, it's a closed group. So if yeah. any women want to join, they'll need to call Karma on 6253. 3643. That's the one. Um, and I guess, you know, even when I'm thinking about Karma, other other um, things that we've done in the past that, that celebrate women and women who use drugs. I know you, um, Jeff, uh, participated in Orange the World Day. That last was year, which, yeah, yeah 16 days of yeah. action. It was just, it was just yeah. fantastic. Yeah, and that, thank you, Natasha. Yeah, it was fun as well as important. It was, it yeah. was great, and it's, yeah. it's such a um, you know, it's such a we have to look at like violence against women who use drugs, mm. like it's not, it's not okay in any facet like so i think it was i'm gonna have to pause you there louise sorry we've got to go to the 11 o'clock news but (laughs) so about four minutes and we'll have you back on here's the news and a song as well too all right, welcome back to this week's news from the drug war front. It's four minutes after eleven. You're listening to uh, Jeff, and in the studio we've been talking to Louise about her personal experiences and the work she's doing uh, now that she's a support peer worker at uh, Karma. So, um, Louise, where were we when I cut you off mid sentence? I think you were um, talking about the impact you personally that CYPS has had, and and their perception, I guess, in that in that time that if you use drugs, you were just automatically deemed a bad parent. Just deemed a bad parent, yeah. There was no, definitely no looking at sort of the harm minimisation side or early intervention or harm reduction. Like, it was very black and white around if you use drugs, you were, again, a bad parent. So, mm. you know, and they're the struggles that women still face today. That I don't think that has shifted um, much at all, Um you know, and I, you know, I hope in the future to be able to maybe get in there and 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 look at that shift. But at the moment, it's it's still very black and white, unfortunately. Yeah. So, do you think there is the capacity to, through networking and explaining harm reduction to individual workers at CYPS, to maybe change the culture there? I mean, it's a long, it's a long, it's a long term oh, project, isn't it? It's a long term project, mm. but it's definitely something that I'd love to fight for. I think there's definitely a need for it. You know, like yes, there are people out there that their drug use is problematic. However, there are a lot of women out there who use drugs, and it's it's not problematic. So, and that's definitely no reflection of their parenting. Well, I don't think that change is going to come from the top down. It's going to have to go from the come bottom, from the bottom, up, bottom you know, up. So, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah, and that's definitely a change that I'm I'm looking to to work on through through Karma and through navigating mm-hmm. and through this women's group and having you know hearing women's stories and helping them navigate their way through, um, you know, through the loopholes, I guess of um of yeah. I just think it's so IPS. powerful. And speaking of Jude Byrne, you know, who passed away a year ago. Um, she developed the first. She started the group. Started yeah. this way back in the day. And, yeah. Um, when I, when I was with Jude for a time, um, children or they were adults now came up to her in the street and yeah. said, "I never forgot that holiday that you yeah. organised for my mum and I." Um, yeah. And back in it, the day, it's such a there's such a um, there's such a need for a group like this. There are so many women out there that are that are at the you know, just struggling with, you know, comprehending what's going on or why their child's been taken or how they, what they need to do to possibly even look at getting their child back into their care. And and um, there's no services that I know out there that do this kind of thing at the moment. So it'd be great to see it develop and grow and um, hopefully help a lot of women who, you know, I know when I was um, going through it and I still kind of, I still kind of am but mm. when I was going through it like I had no one to talk to mm. I had no safe, so safe space to to just vent my frustrations wow. or ask questions or because the last thing I wanted to do was look stupid as it was in front of like with all that pressure with all that pressure and, that pressure and yeah. you just I just got lo- lost in my own headspace so I think that having a group like this will be so beneficial to just opening up the pathways of conversation. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, look, I, uh, I've said for many years on this program, there's a whole area of extra impact of prohibition on Definitely. female drug users that rarely gets acknowledged, yeah. and let alone addressed by proper services. You yeah, know. exactly, 100%. So, no, that's that's really exciting, the lesson. Yeah, thank you. Um, 
How Very can, important. How can people find out about your group, Louise? Yeah, so we do post it on, we've got a, a post on Facebook. They can go to our Facebook mm-hmm. page. They can also call Karma again on 62533643. And, um, yeah, give us a call. You cool. need to, spaces are limited, though, due to being COVID safe. So yes. you need to give a give us a call and put your name down and we will be running in, in sort of four-week lots. So the first four week will go through and if you're on like the waiting list then you can come into the next group but it's going to be awesome. a closed group so that you know it's a really safe space, safe space to yeah. have conversations and learn a little bit about you know um even go- going to ch- children's visits and what's appropriate to take and what's appropriate to do on a child's visit because i know when you know all of that stuff gets documented yep. so um yeah there's a success story i have my child back in my care and i think um you know if i can do it there's plenty of other women out there that can do it too. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I mentioned before about the uh, the work done by the uh, Women and Harm Reduction International Network, WIRIN. Um, I didn't have a chance to read the full global mapping of harm reduction services that they um, have prepared, but mm-hmm. under Oceania, um, it just sort of mentions that Australian participants uh, identified the dis- disparity in access to harm reduction services between rural and remote regions and urban yeah. regions. Uh, a lack of interventions for people consuming stimulants was also reported, and uh, a big one: insufficient investment in gender-specific harm reduction yeah. services for women who use drugs. Yeah. Um, and a lack of understanding among health and social care services of harm reduction approaches, yeah. particularly in the area of child protection, and that has added to the fear amongst women who use drugs. Yeah. With, um, this is losing their children. Yeah. yeah. This is yeah. the. Yeah. No, no, it sounded like the Oceania um, reference. I mean, I think this is the first um, yeah. attempt at doing this. It's a global doing mapping. Doing a global yeah. Yeah. Yeah, review, yeah. And I know, um, you know, myself at Karma, like at the moment I have a, a really beautiful transgender lady that comes in and seeks support from me very often. Um, so, yeah, we're definitely in no way uh, discriminate or stigmatise all women and men are welcome if you are, you know, if you just need to just need to reach out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's the wonderful. whole point. I mean, that's what community is it's about. It's about, yeah, it? that's it's right. It's not about us. It's about everybody else. That's correct. I mean, yeah. we are part of the community. Doesn't it's mean our that community. we don't need support yeah. Yeah. either, yeah. I might add. That's right. And we do a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it's a fantastic initiative and I think I just, um, yeah, admire the you know, strength of character you've shown to yeah. get through that very difficult uh, intrusion into your life and yeah they were dark days but i've come through that now and um you know it's pay it forward time and and um just looking to help other women in, in similar situations awesome well we will look forward to the Watch this progress um, <laughs> intent yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear that what happens out what the outcome is awesome. of the project and how you felt it went yeah and and even you know what didn't go right mm. yeah because the only way we learn is to identify the holes or the gaps Completely. in the project. Oh, it started from scratch, Marion, really, isn't Absolutely. it? You know, like I mean, from the beginning of something that, well, nothing exists. So yeah. you're never going to fail. You're just going to learn. No, mm. That's, that's right. the whole point. Don't look at things as mistakes, just experiences. Yeah. And each incarnation will be... An improvement right. and yeah. things that, like you said, things I'm you learn. I'm going to come back as a drug <laughs> after I die. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 important. It's so important. It can't be yeah. um, overstated. Just no, it's definitely a need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right, look, um, might go to another song. This is another one. Marion's picked out the Divinals, "Pleasure and Pain." Absolutely. That was one of you. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Here's the Divinals. Okay, that was nice to hear. I haven't heard that song for a while. Um, Pleasure and Pain by the yeah, Divinals. Yeah, yeah. Chrissy Amphlett's no longer with us, is she? Pardon? Chrissy Amphlett is no longer with us, is I she? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't know. I haven't heard a lot of her for a long time. So. Yeah, she was a great performer. It's very hard to know, and it's very difficult to say that somebody's dead when they're well and truly alive. <laughs> so, well, so many people have passed. It, yeah. it just, it's relentless, and you lose track, you know. Like, yeah, um, and it's one after another after, after another. After another after another. I cannot get why Shane Warne is oh. getting a state funeral, though, you know, because At it was the MCG. a MCG. 
Yeah. And I think Jude Byrne deserves it. Well, it shows the priorities in our society, doesn't it? Doesn't it? A sporting hero. When when a bowler, a fast bowler, gets a state funeral. Anyway, listen, this is International Women's Day. It's March the 8th, my darlings. Imagine a gender equal world, a world free of bias, stereotypes, and discrimination. A world that's diverse, equitable, and inclusive. A world where difference is valued and celebrated. Together, we can forge women's equality. Collectively, we can all hashtag break the bias Mm -hmm. celebrate women's achievement raise awareness against bias take action for equality and when parliamentarians get up men get up and walk out on tanya plibersek Mm. send them a text and say what a bunch of that's appalling behavior yeah the parliament that was so rude lift its game it's appalling yeah all right look um given that it is international women's day um i just thought maybe for those who are unaware of its history, give it a little bit of background information because uh, it's always been a big day. Um, and this is information that comes from the International Women's Development Agency. Uh, but they say, but after the turmoil of the past few years, it feels particularly important to stand together. Here's a bit more about the history of International Women's Day, how it started and why it is so important. International Women's Day, March the 8th, is a day for us to join voices, join voices with people around the world and mm-hmm. shout our message for equal rights loud and clear. Women's rights are human rights. We celebrate all women in all their diversities. We embrace their facets and intersections of faith, race, ethnicity, gender or sexual identity or disability. We celebrate those who came before us, those who stand beside us now and those who will come after It's time to celebrate the achievements of women, whether social, political, economic or cultural. And the theme for International Women's Day 2022 is changing climates. Equality today for a sustainable tomorrow. This year's theme is all about recognising and amplifying the important role women and girls play around the world in addressing climate change. Mm Gendered norms and ideas of what a woman's role should be in society often mean that women and girls experience the impacts of climate change and natural disasters differently. Yet, in spite of this, their voices are frequently sidelined when it comes to developing solutions to the climate crisis. With 67% of all climate-related decision-making current roles currently held by men. At International... Women's Day A Association, we believe that excluding the voices of women, trans, non-binary and gender non-conforming people, particularly those of Indigenous peoples and people from the global south, can only result in an impoverished understanding of the climate crisis, leaving us with little chance of ever achieving true climate justice. You can learn learn more about the gendered impacts of climate change climate change and how Australia can better address this and that's here and that actually is referring I think to a click this bit the history of International Women's Day in 1908 against the backdrop of terrible working conditions and exploitation 15,000 women took to the streets in New York protesting for shorter hours, better pay and voting rights the next year the Socialist Party of America announced the National Women's Day, Women's Women's Day to honour the strikers. And in 1910, it went global. The Socialist International voted for the creation of a woman, Women's Day to advocate for suffrage. That's voting, for those of you who don't know. The first International Women's Day was held in 1911 and more than a million people turned out to rally in Europe, to rallies in Europe. For most of the 20th century, International Women's Day was acknowledged and celebrated by people at the grassroots level, a rallying point for social justice. It wasn't until 1975, International Women's Year, that the United Nations adopted International Women's Day on March the 8th, when it's still held. And why does it matter? Because we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. IWD, International Women's Day, is a day to recognise how far we've come towards gender equality and also how far we have left to go. Back in 1911, only eight countries allowed women to vote. Equal pay for equal work was unheard of. If women were allowed to work at all, <laughs> and reproductive rights were non-existent. Mm-hmm. We've come a long way 
whereas once women couldn't vote, we're now leading countries. While we once faced restrictions on where we worked, we're now running corporations. In countries such as Australia, we have rights our grandmothers could only have dreamed about, mm. but we still don't have complete equality. And the majority of world's women, the world's women, aren't anywhere near as close to that goal as we are. More than a hundred years ago, that first march was about ending harmful workplace conditions, equal rights, equal pay, and an end to exploitation. And sadly. Those aims are still relevant today. That's the really disturbing aspect. It's not like um, those changes are set in stone Definitely and not. the job's done. The only thing that is set in stone is our right to vote. Mm. Okay, that is a law. We are allowed to vote. Mm. We are, in fact, in Australia, we have to vote. Mm. Yeah. Despite the fact that many people don't. And, and some have resented and feel that as a mandated thing, it is something that they resent. And I just think you're crazy, crazy yeah. buggers. Yeah. There's a lot of people that would give people, their right arm to be able yeah, to vote. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of countries where people would just kill to be able to vote. <laughs> Look at Russia, yeah? yeah? Why bother voting in a place like Russia? It's all stitched up. When the outcome is already yeah. predetermined. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Just crazy. A little bit more from this piece. It, um, it goes on to say because the rights that we have really are not secure. Progress should be linear, but it's too often accompanied by a step backwards. Sometimes even once laws and rights are established, they are ignored anyway. For example, despite domestic violence laws, public awareness and access to legal protections, Australian men are still killing female partners or exes at the rate of one a week. Yeah, you and said we've that said many that times. many times, yeah. Reproductive rights are a political football. Mm -hmm. Here in Australia, access varies state to state, and in some parts of the United States, laws have been passed making terminations impossible. Mm. Just recently in New South Wales, didn't they put a law through? Or didn't they try? Haven't they not yet put it through? They certainly not. brought it up before New South Wales to try and make abortions illegal again. I'm sure some of the um, well, evangelical... Well, I can say the Premier would be in, in favour yeah. of that. Of he's course. Catholic. The yeah. evangelical... Um, yep. and I think he's already made his stance. On, on, hey? He's already made his stance pretty clear about what, how he feels about yeah. that situation. Well, there are a Good lot point. of people yeah. make their stance. And, yeah. and yeah. you know... I don't know why uh, Gladys Berejiklian has left her job, but I, mean, I can only say that it probably had a fair bit to do with the fact that she was having a relationship in in the quiet with a guy who was being a bit on the dodgy boy. side. Yeah, mm -hmm. she was probably expected to kowtow to uh, Morrison as well, and I don't think she appreciated that. So I've got to well, he heavily to try that. and stand as a well, yeah, and she said no. Yeah, so, she said no, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, um, she was a benefit, a plus for the Liberal for that, Party. I've got to say that she was popular. Yeah, yeah. Um, climate change is increasing violence against women and girls, according to a major report in 2020. Case studies included domestic abuse, human trafficking, sexual assault, and violence against women environmental rights defenders. Um, IWD is a once-a-year chance in National Women's Day to remind governments, businesses and everyone else watching that women aren't going anywhere and we're prepared to take action to achieve our human rights because progress has not been equal. Some women feel that they have not encountered discrimination or harassment or faced systemic barriers to their success, but that's simply not the experience of all women. Mm. International Women's Day is an opportunity to acknowledge the compounded challenges faced by women of colour women with disabilities, queer or trans women, and stand in partnership with them. It's also a show of solidarity with our sisters living in countries who may not be able to march out of fear for their safety. Absolutely. Yeah. On International Women's Day, we remember that as long as one, as one woman faces discrimination, harassment, inequality or oppression, we all do. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we need to remember that we're not alone. Between personal experience and public headlines, it can feel like we're not getting any closer to gender equality or that it's too overwhelming and exhausting to keep challenging social norms. Maybe we're just tired of fighting the same fight, well, like drug users too, hey? International Women's Day is a great way to get re-inspired or re-energised or to remind ourselves that there are millions of women out there standing with us and we're all facing and winning the same battles. My friend needs convincing. Give me some numbers. 
Okay, 47,000 women and girls are killed by their male partners or family members in 2020, well, were killed in 2020, and those are only the deaths we know about. Mm, that's right. 47 countries still have no repercussions for husbands who rape their wives. 2.7 billion women are legally restricted from having the same choice of jobs as men. 14.2% is the size of Australia's gender pay gap. 45 countries do not have specific laws against domestic violence. 30% of women globally have experienced sexual or physical violence in their lifetime. That's a third of all women, and I think that's underreported. Educate your friends. Celebrate your favourite women, women leaders or feminist achievements by shouting them out across social media using hashtag IWD2022. If you want to make it more personal, thank the amazing women in your life for all they do. Are men welcome too? Of course. International Women's Day is a time for everyone, regardless of gender or gender identity, to celebrate the progress that women have made towards equality and remember how much further there is to go. Male allyship, especially when men are prepared to use their privilege to support gender equality, is a welcome amplification of women's voices. And remember, feminism isn't just about improving the lives of women. It's about in dismantling all damaging gender stereotypes mm. and roles. Mm. Achieving gender equality should be as important for men as it is for women. Oh, and what does purple have to do with International Women's Day? The Women's Social and Political Union in the UK started using purple, green and white to symbolise women's equality as far back as 1908. That was when they started going up for mm. universal suffrage. Historically, purple was a colour that denoted justice and dignity and now is used to represent women. Green is a symbol of hope. Today, purple is the colour of International Women's Day and combined with green represents the feminist movement. That, yeah. my darlings, is the history of feminism. Background. It's, it's <laughs> I a, think it's great. Yeah. It's great. It's really important. It's a and really good piece and wouldn't mind seeing that on the website, sweetie, yeah, if there's um, a chance. I think we'll go to a song. Connor has to head off, and I want to thank you, Connor, for um, quietly coming in and quietly taking <laughs> some uh, shots of us doing our thing. Going on around here, yeah. Much appreciated, and look forward to seeing the outcome of your um, hard work. Um, look, this isn't a female artist, but um, Dave Baxter brought me in this uh, Ramon CD, and it is a classic. It's a classic drug song. It's called Chinese Rock, uh, written by D.D. Ramon. It was originally rejected by Johnny Ramon for being out of step because it was a pro-drug song, but um, D.D. stuck to his guns, and it's a classic. This is the Ramones and Chinese Rock. All right, welcome back to News from the Drug War Front. It's about 29 minutes to midday. That was uh, the Ramones and uh, Chinese Rock, one of their classics. And uh, well done, Dee Dee Ramone, for um, mm. keeping to your guns and uh, pushing through. Yeah. Pushing through, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. yeah, was a good one. Yeah, I saw an interesting documentary about the Ramones. Um, they weren't all brothers like they sort of, their public yeah. image, you know. Yeah. They actually had a lot of um, squabbles and disagreements yeah. and pretty yeah. nasty stuff yeah. in the band, into band politics, but um, yeah. yeah. It's unlike bands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I thought we'd move on to just one uh, international story that caught my eye just because it was the first mention of harm reduction ever in a US presidential mm. State of the Union address. Uh, this is by Castalia Madrano from filtermag.org, March the 2nd. 2022 State of the Union includes first ever nod to harm reduction. The 2022 State of the Union address was the first such speech to mention harm reduction. The brief reference reinforced both the Biden administration's inclusion of harm reduction in its approach to drug policy, as well as its habit of doing so to the minimum possible degree. Mm. Quote, we are grateful that the Biden-Harris administration is prioritising harm reduction and is the first administration to incorporate it into their overall overdose prevention strategy, strategy said Grant Smith, Deputy Director of National Affairs at Drug Policy Alliance. But that's not to say they shouldn't be doing a lot more. Mm. We certainly need a lot more funding. Deep into Biden's first State of the Union address, delivered March the 1st before the US Congress, Biden cited the, quote, opioid epidemic as one of four bipartisan issues around which we could unify, along with mental health, 
supporting veterans and ending cancer. Oh, good luck on that. Mm. Let's examine his comments in full, since it won't take very long. <laughs> Quote, first, beat the opioid epidemic. Not that anyone expected updated language for this particular speech, but Biden's choice of such an inaccurate term was at best a missed opportunity if his intention was to actually prioritise harm reduction. Overdose crisis would have been an easy way to show an evolving understanding without having to actually do anything. The next quote is, oh, there is so much that we can do. Checks out. (laughs) Quote, increase funding for prevention, treatment, harm reduction and recovery. There are a number of relevant things that we could do prevent, uh, prevent with increased funding including mass death and bloodborne disease transmission, but Biden is most likely saying we will prevent drugs. Mm. Much has been made of the current administration allocating the first ever federal funding for harm reduction, which has understandably led many to assume that harm reduction programs were actually given money. In reality, eligible programs were forced to compete against each other in a high-barrier grant application progress process. The eventual recipients of the grants will receive, over the course of three years, some fraction of a total sum that's about 1% of what the Biden administration approved for Drug Enforcement Administration in 2022 alone. Get rid of outdated rules that stop doctors from prescribing medicine treatments. These are the things they could suggest, the harm reduction, I might add. Biden's stated goal for medications for opioid use disorder, MOUD, is a universal access by 2025. Is universal access by 2025. Though we've seen some progress around easing buprenorphine restrictions, MOUD access rates are abysmal, especially among people of colour. And the administration has yet to push through other critical interventions it's identified, like mobile methadone delivery. Stop the flow of illicit drugs by working with state and local law enforcement to go after the trafficker. The White House's statement supplementing Biden's remarks on drug use and harm reduction gives a somewhat fuller picture of what he was getting at here. Ultimately, this is about the federal funding using the harms of its own drug policies to justify violence against anyone it can claim is helping transnational organised crime. Mm groups to bring in fentanyl through Mexico. Somewhat ironically, the statement correctly acknowledges so-called drug trafficking as an activity that, quote, transcends geographical boundaries. (laughs) What a surprise. (laughs) Despite its promise that we will prevent drugs by funding border security. Another quote, and if you're suffering from addiction, suffering from addiction, as we do, you suffer, (laughs) you know, you're not alone. Ha, go on. I believe in recovery and I celebrate 23 million, 23 million Americans in recovery. Oh, wow. Get over it. In keeping with the opioid epidemic theme, Biden's focus on addiction and recovery is somewhat beside the point for anyone focused on ending mass overdose, like death, and other harms of federal drug policy. Most people who use drugs do not have a substance use disorder. What a surprise. And an unregulated supply is dangerous to anyone who uses it. Also worth noting here is that this statistic does not refer exclusively to illicit drugs, but to any drug including alcohol. Which is a really good point. Absolutely. I think the whole concept of safer supply is the crucial one here. I mean, Canada's doing a lot of work on Mm. that subject. Yeah, and their major problem. I mean, they want to supply, but they... And, you know, we've been saying this every week for, what, the last three or four weeks. The main problem for, what is it, Vancouver, um, they're trying to make uh, drugs available on a program, a reasonable program, but they cannot get a safe um, supply of heroin and cocaine, which are the two drugs that have the longest standing users mm. in their system, or not in their system, more to the point, because they can't provide anything but alternatives. Yeah. And in the main, just speaking personally, I don't want alternatives. I want the one I mm. want. And if I'm not uh, going to go and participate or 
act with the government to control my behaviour, which is what I think the provision of those alternatives is all about. Mm. I don't want my behaviour controlled. What I want is a regulated safe supply of mm. the drug I choose to take. to take. And why I choose to take it's none of your bloody business. Yeah. The fact is I like it and it does stuff for me that actually makes me a productive member. Mm. But why? Mm-mm. Mind your own business. Well, it always puzzles me when talk, people talk about freedom and, you know, I've got the right to put what I want in my own body. You know what I mean? We've yeah. had convoys of people, you know, blocking streets and doing all sorts of things, talking about freedom. But when it comes to the issue of um, drugs, drug it's, use, it's uh-uh. a blind spot. They're no. just, it's, yeah. They don't drug, apply the same logic. Like people talk about drug use as if it's another trap. Mm. You know, it's another, it's mm. another control. And it may well be that it's a control, but it's a moral control that they're talking about. You know, it's about a moral justification that I don't get intoxicated by using the kind of drug that you use, which is illegal, I might add. Therefore, it's not okay for you to have it. I'll give you an alternative, but I won't give you what you want. What you want. Because what you want is not what I want you to want. No, I don't have much confidence in Biden being prepared to actually really Deliver on any of that? No. <laughs> no. I mean, let's not forget that the US has an enormous role in ramping up the modern well, uh, war on people Well, they're responsible for it. Yeah, though, well, yeah, they? yeah, they're responsible. Nixon was the one who identified war on drugs And even though they've eased up a little bit now mm-hmm. um, and we've got other countries like Russia and China, you know, taking up the role of being... <laughs> yeah, being defend, worse at it than being everybody wor- yeah. else. Yeah. Um, it's not like the US has really... Um, doing anything to fundamentally change things. There's too much money being made. Yeah. yeah I mean, the war on huge amounts of money being created made. another industry, and that's the, the you know, the jail industry and, and the billion-dollar industry. That's the become system. an estate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they've got the private jails in the US. I mean, yeah. I mean you've got to fill those jails, so yeah. we've got to continue the war on drugs. You build a jail, you've got to fill it. Yeah. 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 It's about economic viability. Yeah. If you do not fill a jail, it's not economical it's not or economically feasible. And who else better to fill yeah. it with than drug users? Drug users. Mm. Yeah, because they're slow and easy to catch. Yep. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. yeah. No, that's a good point, Bryce. And, <laughs> mm. and until, the, until the question of the, the economics gets sorted, mm. I, I'm pessimistic about fundamental change, you know. Well, they can't even acknowledge the, the financial um, viability of a, a marijuana treatment program mm. you know the the ease that with which cannabis can be used mm. as a treatment um mechanism or th- you know a therapeutic drug they won't acknowledge that because they've been really the propaganda around marijuana um, has been in around for 15 years i mean 50 years i yeah. beg your pardon for 15 years the um uh, the drug and alcohol drug and alcohol foundation. What is it in the, in the news? The DDA, DEA, yeah. drug enforcement, drug enforcement administration. administration. They researched marijuana and came up with nothing positive about mm, it. Right. It was all the dangers of marijuana use, mm. and it was actually all about black people. Yeah, or it's still schedule one, no yeah. medical benefit whatsoever. No, which is had just no and, and that was just bullshit. And yeah, that's well, if they told us that after fifteen years of research, of funding research, and they came up with that that said nothing good can be had from the availability of cannabis, mm. what else do they say that is unbelievable? Mm. That is an outright lie. Yeah, yeah because that confidence. was. Yeah. Everything they say, pretty much. The other we sad have to thing mistrust. is um, cannabis is such a wonderful uh, source of paper, sequestering carbon dioxide. Mm. It's actually really effective yeah. at doing um, that job. You know, it yeah. grows faster than planting trees. Um, yeah. It's It's got so many uses for yes. clothing. Absolutely. Um, let alone the medical treatments. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, it's a wonderful. Wonder plant. It's a gift from nature, <laughs> to be honest, you know. Indeed, indeed. Um, but we're not uh, getting the full benefit. And the reality is, Jeffrey, we're never not honest on this program. <laughs> we say what we believe because we believe it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's not. I'm only just saying because we keep saying things like, you know, I'll be honest about this. We're always honest about what we say. So if you don't like what we say on this program, I'm sorry, but we believe it. Yeah. yeah. Well, the it's key thing true. is uh, do some reading. Think about yeah, it. Open yeah. your mind. Have um, a think about it. Yeah. yeah. Re- read. Yeah, there's a mountain of evidence about 
Absolutely. The failure of prohibition and Absolutely. other policies. Yeah, um, and look at the millions of people that have died because of the drug policies mm-hmm. in the United States. And all over the world. Yeah, it's, In um, fact, all over the world, but they have actually documented it yes. in the United States. It's, yeah, The Philippines, of course, you know, we'll keep you up to date on that. They're still shooting people at a rate of knots if they can. Um, they're just not publicising it anymore because Duterte said don't. It's a disgraceful yeah. story. Yeah. And you say anything about what Putin says, you can get jailed for 15 years, which is just yeah. over the board. No, you're not going to get progressive they'll, they'll policy kill there. With, you know, with impunity. They will poison people with impunity in other countries. Whoa, so whoa. if I say Putin should be dead, perhaps I should be looking at what I consume from now on. I'll talk about Because they could well just Russia get at me, yeah. Uh, the... Uh, Brittany Griner, who's a WNBA veteran um, right. and um, one of the best USA basketball play- women's right. basketball players ever, uh, recently got caught with uh, cannabis cartridges in her luggage. What's that, and, like oil, cannabis oil? Uh, basically, yeah. yeah. So she's facing five to ten years in prison in Russia. In, oh, in, in Russia. oh, she's playing, playing yeah. over there. Well, yeah, yeah, she's oh, uh, last know. week it happened. Yeah. And she's in castle or arrested. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's been arrested. She is uh, gone. Wow. And yet you can get fifteen years for yeah. disagreeing with Putin and possibly five years yeah. for having cartridges yeah. of cannabis oil. Yeah. No, they're, it's cr- oh, they're that's br- crazy. brutal on drug crazy policy. having that law anyway. It's claimed yeah. another victim. No, that's yeah. no, I didn't oh, hadn't heard of that yeah. one, Bryce, but yes. Yeah. And, and look, it's probably something, you know, it could be as simple as pain relief for her. She's had a long career yep. um, as she, a basketballer. Yeah. Yeah. She may well have epilepsy. And, yeah. Well, well it we could don't be know used for all sorts of um, post-exertion. Um, Post-traumatic yeah. stress. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, look, I, yeah. yeah. No, that's appalling. So I'll have to chase yeah. that one home. That's shocking. Yeah. yeah, that is news too. Look, we might go to a song and then we'll um, wrap up this week's show. This is uh, Janice Joplin and uh, Summertime. Janice Joplin. All right, the amazing Janice Joplin and Summertime. Welcome back to News from the Drug War Front. It's coming up at about 10 minutes to 12. We're in the home stretch and we're in Studio One. My name is Jeff. My co-presenter is Marion. And we've been delighted to have um, Louise and Bryce with us in the studio and uh, also Connor doing some video work. So it's been a... The time's flown. It has. Um, it's gone really quick. A <laughs> couple of things I want to mention just on the international scene. There's uh, a call for peer mentors for the Jude Byrne Emerging Female Leaders Award. Uh, the International Network of People Who Use Drugs, Input, in collaboration with the International Network on Hepatitis C and Substance Use, INSHU, have announced the first round of the new Jude Byrne Emerging Female Leaders Award. This is a groundbreaking mentorship program that will not only honour the memory and legacy of Jude's decades of activism, but will continue her brilliant work by bringing on the next generation of female drug uh, user activists. And if you'd like to register your interest, there is um, information on either Input or INSHU, which is I-N-H-S-U is the um, the acronym. Um, anyway, if you go to Input or INSHU, and uh, if you're interested in that, yeah, you basically, uh, there's an Inchu's opportunity. INSHU where, where Connor comes from. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's an international network of um, harm reduction. For hep C. For hep C and, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. sexual health. Okay. That's what and it sexual is. Health. Sexu- SH is sexual health. Yeah. Great. Um, but it's offering uh, nine months of mentorship for two um, successful candidates, so that's really good. And one last thing I wanted to mention, which said to end on a negative note, but um, I was reading a piece Dave sent me, uh, Talking Drugs. It's a newsletter from the UK. Mm. And this is a quote from the UK Shadow Justice Secretary, Steve Reid. And I quote, Name and shame people convicted of buying drugs. Wow. <laughs> Can, I mean, seriously? That's from, that's from a left-wing organisation that, in the United Kingdom. That's, that's from the UK crazy. Labor Party. Why on earth would you do that? We don't. They don't even name and shame men who interfere with little girls, you know? Yeah. I mean, what so naming it? and shaming people who buy or use drugs is just crazy. Well, oh, that's really, you know, t- talk about harm production. Well, well that includes That's what it is. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, the next point um, after that quote, it says, if you're not alone if you felt your blood boil mm. reading that headline. Yeah, um, yeah coming out with a callous statement. Um, while there wasn't much hope for significant drug policy reform from the current Conservative Party, a lot more was expected from what is supposedly the party of the people. 
but with Labor choosing to match the conservative rhetoric of hard-on crime and the mm. causes of crime, it's difficult to foresee any positive future for our sector if the opposing party actually manages to win an election. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's just really depressing. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Can I just thank Jack and Pete for their um, text because they sent me a really nice one, a happy International Women's Day one. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Saying thank you for being a woman. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was what she meant. What he, what they meant. <laughs> well, thanks for that feedback. We always yeah. welcome feedback. And thanks, Louise, for coming in. And no thank dramas. you, Bryce, for coming thank in. Thank and you. thank you, Jeffrey, for being such a good supporter of women's issues. You really always have been there for us. Oh, thanks, Mary. And been involved in in such a monumental way in women's stuff. You're one of the few men that I know and. It's only because I don't know you so well, right? <laughs> but one of the few men I know that doesn't shut up and not talk about women's issues, but understanding as a man that women's issues are really important to everybody mm-hmm. because, yeah. you know, without us, there ain't no you. So, well, yeah. yeah, there is no world without we women. Have no, yeah, <laughs> we have no social, and we're all human beings, you know, we're a we're a social society. Humans are a social group. We need to hang together. We yep. need each other. And I just don't understand how men think that they can get away with not including women in mm. their decision making or asking their opinion. And mm. although I can have a look at things like what happened with Grace Tane when they when oh, she went for afternoon tea yeah, and really can't get a grip on um, Morrison's wife and her statements about Grace not no, smiling it's... politely. Mm. There's mean, entrenched really, misogyny and sexism yeah. in our political That's structures. But coming out of the mouth of a woman, mm. yeah, it's really horrendous. I was horrified because I'm really proud of Grace Tone. Mm, me too. And I'm really proud of Brittany Higgins and I'm proud of what they have managed to achieve. Yeah. Um, and I think we should really celebrate them in an ongoing way. I agree. Like, and every year that we get an International Women's Day, we should celebrate women who've done fabulous things like Jude, like Grace, like yeah. Brittany. Yeah? Yes. Who've really made a difference. In every way possible, because soon, like Jude, they'll be gone. Yeah, you know? and it's not easy. You're putting yourself out to there. Find. You're taking on entrenched power structures. And, and the hard stuff that Grace in particular mm. has had to constantly Endure. putting herself out there and the questions that she was being asked at her uh, talk at the press club, you know, what, just, what was it like? What did he want you to do? And mm. you just think, I'll mm. get and that was from men, of course, you mm. know. Yeah. Explain. What do you mean, yeah. you pervert? Yeah. yeah. You need to be told what grooming looks like. Yeah. Or do you, do you do it yourself? Do you mm. need instructions on how to ch- how to groom kids no. or I young couldn't girls? I could agree more, Shout really out to horrible. all of those yeah. women. Definitely. So um, good on you, you girls. Come on, girls. Hang together. Be nice to each other. Be good to each other. And... Men, be good to your women, but also be nice to each other. Well, yes, we want yeah? to create a society for everyone. Words are more powerful than, than you get over bruises. We don't like it, but you do get it. You don't get over death. No. Yeah? No. But words are really powerful, and they can stay around for a long time. Absolutely. What you say indicates who you are. Well... That's it, listeners. I hope we've uh, done International Women's Day a little bit of uh, justice. It's such an important day. I hope so, day. too. Yeah. And, um, I feel we've struggled a fairly good go, Jeffrey. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you, Louise. Anytime. It's been lovely having thank you, you, Bryce. And Bryce, thank, no worries, you thank you for your yeah. attendance. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Mary. Jeffrey. Thank you, listeners. Yeah, thank you. And I'd like to say thank you to the Rotary Club and uh, yeah, the Lions Club and my mother everyone. and my father and, yeah, <laughs> and we'll my lovely boys. We'll be back next week. Okay. We'll leave you with the theme song. This is uh, Golden Brown by we the We love you. Bye-bye. Yeah, we love you. Bye. Take care, everyone. Bye.